0: Episode four is about Phil Jackson, and just to give you a little bit of a backstory about myself, I'm not a huge fan of Phil Jackson for many reasons. He tormented my Knicks in the 90s, obviously, um, but also just the way he ran the team. But let's not get into his legacy as a Knicks GM. You know, it's very difficult to see a guy be so out of touch. It was basically a cash grab. He was trying to play mind games the way he did with the Bulls, except from afar. Um, from his watchtower and he wouldn't even travel with the team on the road so that's just another story I blame Mort- I blame Jim Dolan for that more than anything but let's get into him as an innovative coach he was definitely a phenomenal coach for that team and his ex and knows- You could say we're great for the 90s. The triangle is kind of an antiquated system. You could play a version of it today, moving it back to the three-point line, but it's really for a mid-range kind of uh, league and the style of play. But, you know, he had the foresight to put Tex Winner in charge of the offense, and that really paid dividends, and that got everyone else involved. We saw that in the 91 finals, he was telling Jordan... You know who's open and Jordan's like Paxson he's like so hit Paxson and I saw Shannon Sharp arguing to Skip Bayless about this and saying like oh you see like everything's about LeBron with him you know it's like oh you see even Jordan need to like needed to learn how to pass his teammates and he didn't trust them and LeBron naturally trusted them blah 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 LeBron isn't a closer the way Jordan is and and honestly let's stop talking about LeBron he's not in this category it's over Debate has never really should have started. This is just to sell and promote the game, like the same way they were saying that Kobe. Some people were saying while he was playing that he eclipsed Jordan already, and then after he retired, people don't even put him in their top eight. So LeBron is arguably a top two player, but I think he can go anywhere between six and two. That's for another story, it's for another episode. Um, You know, MJ was like no other, but just to touch on that, Shannon Sharp was saying that. John Paxson was open, and and Jordan had to be like forced to pass him. But Skip was right. Jordan was willing to find John Paxson, and the series was already practically won. I mean, they're already winning three games to one. They were, the, the Lakers weren't coming back, so that's just a BS narrative. Um, and LeBron would actually struggle in today's era, um, and sorry, in the bad boy era, because just look at the Dallas series. You know, imagine him going up against Mahorn and Rodman and Lane Beer, falling on his butt two, three times. He didn't even want to drive against Sean Marion and Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, and he had two other superstars, top two other top seven players on his team. And he couldn't beat a team with one star. Um, so I just don't see it. Um, but back to Phil Jackson, you know, it was interesting to see that Doug Collins kind of knew it, the writing was on the wall, which makes you believe that there's a lot more to that story that isn't really being discussed. Uh, Phil was always this outside-the-box kind of hippie guy, and that kind of personality worked with the Bulls. He was doing a lot of his meditative stuff and, and those Zen Buddhist um, like meditations with, with the Bulls and getting them to read books. And the way he handled Dennis Rodman, I mean, you got to give management credit. you got to give Kraus credit because a lot of teams, when they trade for for a disgruntled or difficult player, they usually struggle with that player. Like, look at Rondo when he went to Dallas. You know, they knew he was a difficult personality and, you know, Carlisle and Cuban, all these guys, they just didn't have the... They just didn't have the patience for it and they just didn't, like... It could have worked, but it takes a certain type of personality to handle those kind of people. And Phil knew. Look, when we got this guy, he's different, and this is how we got to deal with him. Um, and he knew how to deal with the Scotty situation. And you could see also MJ. These guys were just just knew how to win, and they knew what was important. And you know, it does mess up morale a little bit when you have one player who's allowed to go off the rails. But I think in the case of Dennis Rodman. Um, people realize that it's not like he's just a player who's a prima donna who just wants to party and you know isn't taking things seriously like he is the most hard-working player on the court and when he's doing that obviously they just chalked it up to okay this is just a different person and and in order to win we need him to be in the right state so if he needs to get something out of the system he gets something he needs to get it out of the system and I found that to be fascinating and I found it to be very compelling, um, and it says a lot about Phil Jackson's coaching. He was able to do that. He was able, to, also able to manage the Kobe and Shaq relationship, which was very tumultuous. You know, these guys in the Bulls, maybe Rodman and Jordan were like friends, but they had a great working relationship. Phil was able to deal with people who had really difficult relationships. And also that year when Malone got injured in '04 4 on the Lakers, that was... An amazing coaching job by Phil Jackson because okay they lost the finals. Malone was injured, but Kobe and Malone had problems. You know they they were they had some issues with Malone was like hitting on his wife and um, you know Shaq and Kobe were kind of at the end of their relationship. So yeah, I give I give Phil obviously a lot of credit and that's why he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Do I think he's better than Greg Popovich? Probably not. I would say he's done. Popovich has done more with less. Um, but he's never won back-to-backs. It's another thing. What's more impressive, winning a bunch of 3 peats or sprinkling championships over twenty years? Uh, you know, they're both incredible. So it's hard to really say. It's like Bill Parcells versus uh, Belichick. I mean, like everyone's influenced by Parcells, but it is what it is. You know, like Belichick just happens to win very frequently and get to the get to the Super Bowl very frequently. So Phil is. In the conversation for the best coach of all time and one thing i wanted to say was that you know today's players who people compare to rodman like a draymond green draymond green would be like a dime a dozen in the 90s he's a six-five, like toolsy guy who really isn't great at anything um and he just plays in a very soft era i i compare him to like a poor man's rodney rogers if he was in the 90s, he has the audacity to to talk trash about Barkley, but eh, it's a personal thing between them. The thing is, he just said something about Shaq that he's like, you know, we would, the Warriors would beat Shaq's teams because Shaq's Lakers because they wouldn't be able to guard me and Steph in the pick and roll, which I think is ridiculous because before they even get to their first set pick and roll set, Shaq would probably have the 6'5 Jamon Green in foul trouble. Um, so I think that would. I think the 4 Lakers, the probably 2000 to 2003 Lakers, were just as good, if not better, than the '86 Celtics. And you can maybe argue that they could give the Bulls a difficult time taking to seven games. So um, I don't know what he's talking about, but this just makes for fun basketball chatter on on the internet. That's really what it comes down to.